Hey, what's up, everyone? I had a chance to sit down with Keenan Pascal to chat a little bit about how his company is navigating through the COVID pandemic. This is affecting a lot of businesses and groups as a whole, and especially when it comes to the new um, defining of how we're going to be working as teams to solve our day-to-day problems as businesses and entrepreneurs. And so this was a great conversation I had of Keenan where we discussed a little bit about his business and some details associated with how he and his team are adapting fast to make things work. This is the 360 Chat by Just Bobby T. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope everyone is doing well today. Uh, today, right now, I'm bringing you guys the 360 chat with a different spin because of what's happening now, obviously, in the world with social distancing. We are going to be doing the 360 chat through um, a different medium, through not in person, but instead online. Today, um, there's been so many entrepreneurs who've been successful, I believe, in sort of navigating the space so far and really adapting quickly to change. And I've been having a lot of great conversations with people trying to learn from them, trying to get an understanding of what they're doing to kind of pivot and move quickly. And then just really focus on sort of how can we successfully change, adapt, and put in things in place to allow this to kind of keep on growing the momentum. So today I'm fortunate enough to sit down with Keenan Pascal from Token Bitters and Token Naturals, and we're going to be able to have a discussion and pick his brain about a few things about how his team's adapting in this new current climate. Um, We're going to chat a little bit about sort of Token Bitters um, and sort of what they're doing and what they're experiencing. And as well, um, they recently just did a documentary. So I'm going to show a quick little preview and snippet right after this. And then we're just going to chat about sort of all things business and how to navigate space. So first thing first, we're just going to um, showcase this little introduction of their future documentary coming up. Growing our business into international markets has been a dream come true. And I'm really confident now that we have sold successfully in Japan that we can sell anywhere in the world. Great job. Thank you. So what's up, Keen Pascal? How's it going today? I'm good, Rob. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. So I see that it looks like you're working from home right now. Yeah, yeah, we just got the whole team probably this is our start of our third week working remotely from home. So it's been it's been interesting. So kind of break down to us a little bit about sort of what has that transition and process been like uh, for your team to go from, you know, working away um, in your office and things like that to then transitioning to home. And then before you dive into that, give people a little bit of context about yourself. Like, who are you? What do you do? What is Token Bitters? What is Token Naturals? Give us a little spiel. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my name is Keen Basquiat, the CEO of Token Naturals, Token Bitters. We... uh Started this company about four years ago now. Started from UBC, got into the extraction space as a whole. So the first thing was adult adult consumer packaged goods, which were token bitters. So bitters is like the spice rack for your home bar, for the restaurant, for the cocktail scene. So Agastur is probably the biggest, most well-known one. But we do our own local spin on it, use our own local flavors. And we've over the last year grown it to the biggest bitters company in Alberta, and we export that to Japan. And then Token Naturals is kind of the evolution of that, where we started focusing on extraction and co-packing of cannabis products. So now we've started construction on a facility to be up and running for June, July. 
and we'll have our uh, cannabis facility up in a couple months as long as everything goes as planned on construction. So with that being said, and then, wow, it sounds like you have so much going on and I'm sure like everyone, this COVID situation has quietly disrupted some of your plans. Um, what, did, what was your first reaction to like get things done or what did you guys do first? Uh, first thing we did was all about safety. So we just checked in with the team, made sure everybody was able to do that smooth transition into working from home, practicing self-isolation. So we have team members that work remotely, one in Dallas, one in Vancouver. So it was important to us to make sure everybody was working in their, uh, in their safe space. Once we got that established, it was really just kind of kicking up some of the lean startup tools that we already had. So like Slack, Zoom, whereby transitioning everybody onto those platforms. And then we, uh, we just business as usual for that side of things. So that's the cool. construction was also checking in with our designers and our general contractors to check what rules we had. So one of the rules that came down the pipe was as long as there's less than 10 people on site then they can keep working. So they made sure the scheduling was set up in a way that allowed those kind of rules to be followed. So your facility right now is still currently being built during all of this. Yeah, so that's the that's the goal is to keep the facility construction on track. So we've tried to adjust the schedules, bring in masks, gloves, whatever the guys need to keep things operational. Same on the second facility we have or the original facility, which is the bidders facility. That one has its own personal protective equipment. We only do a month. We'll do like three days of actual production. And those guys will come in work in shifts of just two people six feet apart have their own masks their own gloves and sanitize the bottles and basically create the inventory we need to keep that business running so like with that being said and let's like actually focus a little bit about um your bidders company Um, with token bidders as a whole it being focused in the hospitality industry what has covid done to that business and what has it has it stalled it has is it still going are people still buying and getting items or what what's happened with that uh it's definitely slowed down in the sense that like our most engaged customers are definitely the retail restaurants and the kind of the mom and pop shops that's who we kind of really got our foundation with and that's who we love to support the most so we've done little things like happy hours virtually kind of reached out to the bartenders asking like, Hey, what do you guys need for you know your at home supply? We'd love to see cool. more bartenders doing live, you know, cocktail mixing. Um, so that's really kind of the retail side and the bitters restaurant scene has been definitely slowed down on the flip side, the liquor production or the liquor stores have actually quite outperformed what they were looking at. Everybody still wants to drink while they're in isolation. So we're seeing liquor sales pick up. So it's kind of helped balance it out a little bit. It hasn't been as hurt, but definitely our most engaged customers are the ones we work with in the restaurant scene. And unfortunately, those guys have been hit the hardest. Holy cow. So and that's actually that's very interesting that, you know, I guess bottom line, as this situation happened, liquor sales have jumped up. But then obviously the restaurant industry has been kind of hurting um strictly because of the lack of customers and how everyone has to be so far apart and they don't have the same kind of type of quality in respect to engaging people in society so i I could see how that's sort of hurt um have you guys done anything within the bitter space to try to um keep that going um or get 
I know, support restaurants better? Or have you guys ever thought about the idea of retooling or anything like that? Um, we've definitely looked at retooling. So one of the first things we did is working with some of our distiller partners and we're going to do a hand sanitizer line. So that's what we're originally doing for retooling is with some of our downtime and the production team has capacity. We're doing a production run of about 350 bottles of hand sanitizer, which we'll be donating to the Edmonton community probably in the next two, three weeks. We work really closely with Hanson Distillery and then one of the uh, our labor our, uh, label designer. So that was a That's cool little project we did to kind of support the scene there. Um, other than that, it's just kind of going out. Like we still use Skip the Dishes, use DoorDash, just order directly from the stores. There's a couple of cool projects coming down the pipe of restaurants really trying to just keep their food flying through the doors and we'll uh, we'll try to support them just using that because at the end of the day, when all this kind of lifts and we can go back to normal, we want to see our, our old friends behind the bars again. Hey, Rob, actually, I'm, I'm not able to hear you quite. Hey, I can hear you now. Hello? Sorry, I think there's like a feedback loop that's going to happen in Keenan. Sorry, one second. Let me just figure that out. No problem. Sorry, can you still hear me, Keenan? I can hear you now. It just oh. it paused out for a little bit. Oh, that's super weird. Um, so sorry about that. So um, with that being said, then, um, with like the your day-to-day, what is that looking like now? Um, yeah, now I've actually have a way more regimented schedule than when I was uh, just kind of living the free and easy life about going into the office whenever we wanted and working in like that co-space. Now I try to make sure I get up. So I set my alarm for like 7.20. I go do something in the morning, like I'll go walk the dogs or I'll go stretch or do something like active just to wake up and then shower. The first week I was kind of just rolling around in my PJs all day. (laughs) <laughs> but now I actually like get dressed as if I'm going to work. Like I'll put on jeans and you know, socks and put a little bit more effort into it. Totally. I need to get a haircut, but no barbers are open. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, uh, that's the morning. And then I sit at the computer, check in with the team, see what's going on. And we try to do as much things remotely. There's a lot of video meetings, video conferencing, or even as we still very engaged with our investor community, we, we do pitches and conversations over Skype, which I are not Skype through uh, whereby, but okay. that's something, you know, I never thought I'd be you know, pitching somebody over a video screen in the sense of handshakes, but it seems to be working and people are adapting to it and being, realizing this is more of a normal, this is kind of the norm and the way we'll do things for the next little bit. And I think overall it's, it's been a transition, but not, not detrimental. And like, let's, let's talk a little bit, a little more deeper into that. So um, part of your, like your job is to like pitch, engage and take meetings constantly. And like, how has, like, how, how, like, how is that like sort of um, the execution of that? How's that looking Ultimately, like, are you still able to get the same sort of type of information or feedback or bottom line relationship building when it comes to that one on one meeting, but behind a camera? Or are you at all um, sort of challenged with that? Like, how, how does that how are the first set of meetings gone? And can you give some details about that? Yeah. So I think it was a little bit of a learning curve 
just kind of talking to a talking head was <laughs> not as engaging as you, know, you can be as friendly and smiling as you want, but just not having that in person is a little weird. So what we ended up doing was I found using second screens and sharing content as you talked became a lot more adaptable and people were a little bit more engaged. So now we have decks for you know every kind of different scenario and we're constantly putting decks together. So as we're talking, I'm going through a deck as opposed to just talking and looking at a camera. So I find that's been very helpful in engaging the meetings and having people kind of have a better understanding of what you're trying to do as opposed to just having a regular old Zoom meeting. So you kind of recommend that people just have like almost use that medium of behind the screen to their advantage and try to have like different components to like help communicate, whether it's around decks or presentations or videos just to make things a little bit more fluent in that space? Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's over probably the second week we figured that out. So now as we're talking to things, screen share, close it, show this app, show this window, close it, go back and force through documents because, you know, you're sitting in front of your computer anyways. And I feel that's been, you know, a solid way to do things. Cool. No, I, and I think that's actually a very helpful tip because, like, let's be honest, over this next little while, um, there's only going to be presentations and conversations through these different spaces. And so it's going to be very important. And even, too, as I'm just adapting and trying to figure out better ways to um, – you know, host these conversations, host podcasts and things like that. It's going to be very important to um, correct and work our ways through mediums like this in terms of live streaming and through Skype or even to um, just having these discussions and conversations. So let's talk a little bit about this documentary. Um, just at the beginning, we did like that 15 second clip um, yeah. of this documentary. When was that shot? What's this about? And can you give us some little details about that experience? Yeah, so that was a, a project that was really headed by EDC. They're now transitioning their uh, exporting arm to another part of the city, but they were that team was a, monumental in helping us get our products into the Japan market. So about every six months, every year, at the very least, our team will go to Japan and work with our importer. So on this last trip, would probably be in our fifth or sixth time out to Japan. And we went and cool. had a film crew follow us that was sponsored through EDC to really tell the story of engaging small businesses in Edmonton to look outside of our really our like city borders because about 80% right now of things made in Edmonton get consumed by Edmonton. So it's a very great support of local community, but then we're kind of also missing that bigger picture of like, hey, this quality product in Edmonton is also a quality product in Tokyo. You just have to put it in Tokyo. And here's a step. So what we did is we tried to work with the city to show that story of what our experience was like. And the documentary, I think, did an amazing job of really capturing what it really was like in Japan. So that's the uh, that's the gist of that documentary. And what, what's very interesting in that short little clip, um, and I'll play it at the very end again, so just for the people who've joined us, but... It, it, it's funny how that already looks weird because you're in such a dense place of people and you're, you know, oh, yeah. you're jam-packed <laughs> of everything. And so it's funny how that's now looking very ironic um, just because of the volume of people and how close you are and how you're just all over the place in this space. So when are you going to be launching that documentary and when can people see like the full entirety of it? Uh, it's going to launch in the next couple of weeks. We're just putting together with uh, 
EDC. And we also went with Wild Prairie Soap. That's another great Edmonton company. So we're just kind of coordinating how we're going to be rolling that out. But you'll see the full, it's like a six minute documentary, really easily digestible. And we'll start sharing that on our platforms within the next week or two. Um, yeah, when we went and filmed that, that was just towards the, uh, in January, January, February is when we were out there. Oh, and it's, wow. it's crazy how much the world's changed. Actually, no, like uh, December, December, January, sorry. December, January. Okay, wow. No, and it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's insane, actually, how much the, how fast the world can change in a span of like two months. Yeah, and exactly. So, <laughs> that's it's very it's very fascinating so moving forward um with sort of like token bidders and token naturals um are you guys putting certain like are you putting certain things in place what what is what is like the way forward look like kind of or what's your guys's focus right now yeah so what we're doing is we're trying to you know pivot to adapt to the current environment so we're focusing like critical path now if it's not you know getting our cannabis license through building a facility or revenue through bidders. We're kind of putting it on the back burner and just really being really efficient with our resources. So number one goal is build that new factory out. Number two is just keep engaging with the bidders, customers, seeing how exporting is being affected through COVID, but then also what can we do to support locally? So the hand sanitizer project and then the bidders, you know, we'll probably put a lot more effort into like the social media side of things just to kind of engage our base so that when you can go back to the restaurants and, you know, you're walking through your the aisles and liquor store, your, your top token bidders are top of mind. And then the token naturals products will be right down the pipe. Wicked. No, it's good to hear. And that sounds awesome. I was reading this article uh, yesterday, actually, that was kind of stating that cannabis within four provinces have been um, classified as an essential product. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of crazy to, just to think how 18 months ago this product was illegal and now <laughs> it's an essential service. So it's, it's kind of just speaks the way the, the world moves fast. And I think it's, it's a, you know, kind of a testament to the industry about how it's been providing services and people look at it as, as an alternative to liquor in the recreational space. And, you know, if you want to, stay at home and enjoy uh, some cannabis versus a glass of wine. It's both options are available and both are considered, you know, something that we're not going to take away from the general public at, at this time. Oh, hundred percent. Cause like, even though in, in correct if I'm wrong, but edibles um, are, are not legal yet. No, edibles are now illegal. So edibles were legal in October of 2019. And now okay. you're just kind of seeing the first wave of products come to market. So you can, they're short supply because they're they are quite popular, but you can go to stores now and get gummies are probably the biggest thing that people are flying off the shelves. Chocolates, I think there's some cookies out. You can tea bags as a beverage. Um, you're now seeing beverages come out. Token specifically is creating drink drops, so we're working on that project to have what, some. What are what drink, are drink drops? It basically like a five to ten milligram vial, kind of similar concept to like a five hour energy, but smaller. And you just add it to your, your water and your juice and you oh. consume that to get your THC. And there'll also be a CBD version. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, fun. So with, um, I mean, presently because everyone is at home and everyone is on more online than ever. Um, I'm sure that you've seen this on social media. There's just a ton of different 
activities happening. There's a ton of different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, and different actions like that. And I was kind of curious, um, from a high level, does anyone does anything interesting have your attention, especially with so many content creators now just trying and producing and doing stuff? Have you come across anything cool? Uh, uh, like yeah. Community like, or abroad? Right off the hop, the, uh, like for us, we started doing just live engagement sessions just on our token naturals. So I've never done one of those, like just a ask me anything session okay, on Instagram. Right. So we did that last week. So we're going to do those more regularly. I've really started taking advantage of some of the cool local studios, like Jordan Jeske's the projects, like meta yoga Dope. and the online story workouts. So I've been doing those to kind of keep the blood flowing while you're sitting at home. I find okay. those really interesting. TikTok. I had no idea really what TikTok was until a couple of weeks ago and scrolling through those challenges and playing with that. I think that's been a really fun thing. So wait, have, you, have you started dropping some TikToks? Some interesting things rise to the top. Have you, have you been doing some TikToks to yourself, Keenan? Personally, I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> I've been watching Like I'm, I'm gearing up. I'm trying to figure out what a good TikTok to do to, to introduce myself to the world of TikTok. But <laughs> so far, I've just been watching. <laughs> well with I, I i've been watching your instagram feeds and you've been doing a lot of like day in a life with your dog and doing stuff like that you should throw your dogs on tiktok and see that performs yeah no that's, that's where i got the uh the first video was from like taking a sound clip from a tiktok video and then then i just kept going through the day but i think my dogs are getting a little t- sick of me following them around with the camera but I'll, uh, I'll kick some of those up next week or, you know, see how much longer this goes. I might become a full TikTok celeb. Forget those. <laughs> <laughs> that would be jokes. That would be jokes. Cool. Well, um, yeah, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. Keen. I just want to say thank you for um, taking time out of your day. Absolutely. To sit down and chat with us on this. Yeah, no, I love what you're doing in the community. I think it's, these are the engaging things that will help get people through this and keep stories moving forward. So uh, good on you, Rob, and version me. Okay, cool. Peace. Anyways, yeah. thanks again. Take care. Later. So just want to say to everyone, thank you for checking out this episode. We had some little technical issues and then, I don't know. It seems like Keenan's on my screen's face has frozen. But however, I hope this was actually a good episode. This is the first episode of the 360 Chats um, quarantine edition. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be trying to get this on a regular basis. I'm liking the window of like 4 to 5 p.m. as a start time. And then we're just going to do a quick little 30-minute, 45-minute conversations. I'm going to be reaching out to certain business owners to kind of have these discussions to see how they're navigating, how they're the ups and downs of how they're experiencing this kind of current climate. And then in addition to that, too, I'm hoping to speak to some of the leaders in different cities and different provinces just to kind of hear what's going on and bring that information and details um, to you, the audience. So thank you again for checking it out. And I hope everyone um, stays safe. So love and talk to you guys soon. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the 360 Chat. Please hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram handle is just, J-U-S-T, Bobby T, on all platforms. But hit me up on Instagram. We'd love to continue this conversation on there. Peace.